happy Friday and welcome to The Daily Oz. I'm Zara Seidler, joined today by Billy Fitzsimons as we take you through the day's news to wrap the week. So Billy, what is making news today? The federal government has announced it will send 73 Australian Federal Police and 43 Australian Defence Force personnel to the Solomon Islands after a request from its government. The South Pacific Island is currently experiencing violent protests from demonstrators who want the Prime Minister to resign. It was a busy day in Parliament yesterday. We had the Prime Minister introducing the Religious Discrimination Bill and we also had a member of the Liberal Party cross the floor. So that was Bridget Archer and she crossed the floor on a matter relating to a federal anti-corruption commission. In the end, the House did block a motion to debate a federal anti-corruption commission, but in that debate, Prime Minister Scott Morrison said that former New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian had been done over by the Independent Commission Against Corruption. And some better news for our listeners in the Northern Territory. It only recorded one new case of COVID-19 yesterday, bringing the current outbreak to 52 infections. Chief Minister Michael Gunner said, quote, This shows us the hard lockdown is working and that caring for close contacts in quarantine is working too. The good news for today, if you are in New South Wales, the New South Wales government has announced a further easing of restrictions after the state reaches the 95% double-dose vaccination rate or the 15th of December, whichever comes first. Masks will only be required in some settings, such as public transport. There'll be no density limits and QR check-ins will only be required at high-risk settings, such as gyms. Finally, proof of vaccination will no longer be required for most activities. So that is a very big change of pace. It's the best time of the fortnight, guys. We are joined by Sophie and Maddie from You're In Good Company, one of the best finance podcasts in the entire universe. They help us understand the finance stories hitting the headlines and break down some of the key terms behind the stories. Soph and Mads, what's been hitting headlines in finance in the last two weeks? Well, today is officially Black Friday, and I don't know about you, Sam, but I'm about to do my Christmas shopping in the Black Friday sales this year, and it has come out of absolutely nowhere, and I am not ready at all. But Australian retailers are set to earn billions of dollars in sales through the four-day shopping frenzy that begins today with Black Friday and ends on Cyber Monday, as pandemic savings collide with the popular sales tradition that we have imported from the US. A Boston Consulting Group study actually has suggested that 82% of Australians plan to spend at this year's Black Friday sales, well up from 43% last year. That is four in five Australians doing shopping today online. Pretty remarkable. Are we expecting it to be a bigger year than last year or the year before? Yeah, we're definitely expecting it to be a bigger year than last year. As Mads just said, it's up to 82% of Australians. And I think what we're seeing at the moment is that companies are starting these sales really early. I'm not sure if your feeds have been full of advertisements, but we've got the likes of JB Hi-Fi, Kmart, Maya, and online retailers like Kogan starting the discounts early. And the CEO of BWX, Dave Fenlon, came out saying that this year they're expected a strong up tick in volume both through direct to consumer channels and across retail stores. And so the other thing that we've talked about on this podcast that kind of ties into the Black Friday mayhem is continuing issues with the global supply chain. We heard an announcement yesterday that Australia Post are going to be putting on these extra hours to facilitate the crazy amounts of traffic that is going to come from the sales today and on Monday. Have any retailers said anything about global supply issues and and 
how that could affect these sale periods? I think a lot of companies have come out with disclaimers this year, just saying that there'll be a bit of a wait period uh, on all postage. But I think if you're doing your Christmas shopping now, then maybe it'll be in your hands before December. I've actually heard the uh, date December 13th thrown around a lot as like this D-Day for if you haven't ordered it by then, then you're not going to get it before Christmas, which is pretty funny. I was speaking to somebody yesterday who interestingly guys said that there is a global supply shortage in wooden pallets and the shipping processes are only made easy by the fact that the goods are on wooden pallets. And I thought that was just so fascinating. It's so much of a shortage, in fact, that the construction sector is now having a wood shortage because the extra wood is being used to build more pallets. So it's a really interesting time for fast-moving consumer goods and online retail. You know, after the two years that online retailers have had, they have to think of new ways to keep up with demand. Yeah, I think when you see news like that, it's always interesting to think how shortages like that might impact the share market and how, you know, there could be an opportunity for investors there as well. Soph and I have talked before about how you could have invested in a cardboard box company and you could have made a lot of money because there's been a really big increase in the demand for cardboard boxes with all this online shopping going on. But, you know, every holiday season, you have analysts make predictions about the level of sales in this kind of period around Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And it can provide a really good guide to investors about the outlook for retail companies as well as broader market spending. So it'll be interesting over the next few days to see, you know, if consumers do spend a lot of money and retailers meet their expectations, then we could see some of those retailers have their share price go up. Or vice versa, if the opposite happens and we don't quite meet the expectations, then retail share price could actually be impacted negatively by that. The other big story on this morning is the fact that we have a really special group of banks in Australia, the big four banks, but they're being disrupted. Can you tell me more about that? The big Aussie banks have been in the news lately for a couple of different reasons. We've seen CBA posted profits below expectations. We've seen the RBA is having some issues with crypto. But one piece of news that we found very interesting is that one of the big four banks is being knocked out of fourth place. So Macquarie Group has overtaken ANZ Bank to become the nation's fourth largest bank by market capitalization. So can you explain exactly what you mean by market capitalization? Yeah, so when we compare companies based on market cap, market cap basically just means that you take the number of available shares that a company has and you multiply that number by the share price. And this is often used as a bit of an indication of how much a company is worth according to the share market. So based on Tuesday's closing price, Macquarie's market cap was $77.5 billion, just ahead of ANZ's market cap of 75.4. And interesting, it's actually not far behind Westpac either. So maybe Macquarie could be the number three one not far away. Does that have any material impacts on the way that shareholders view the companies? Like would ANZ shareholders be particularly disappointed by that news or it's just kind of the ebbs and flows of big banks? I guess it just depends on your conviction behind why you've invested in ANZ. It definitely shows growth in a company like Macquarie, being able to diversify into different revenue streams and offer more products on the market. So ANZ investors would definitely compare and see what Macquarie is offering. But if they do have conviction in their investment, then I guess they'd stick into the investment for the long term. 
And just before we wrap up, is there a news story that you guys have your eye on for the week ahead? Something interesting that's grabbing your attention in the world of finance? I read just this morning that Spotify is partnering with Netflix to create a Netflix hub to help listeners browse the soundtracks from Netflix shows. So I am keeping my eye on that one. Thought that was a great idea. And I've looked at the story. Life360 has acquired the company Tile. And Tile is that well-known company that has those little Bluetooth devices that you can put into your wallet and find your wallet. And the reason why I'm watching this one is because I think it's an exciting tech acquisition on the ASX and maybe Australia is starting to gain some street cred in the tech space. So one I'll be watching. Well, you guys have street cred in the finance space and that's why we love having you on the podcast. Sophie and Maddie from You're In Good Company. Have a listen to the latest episode from the guys at You're In Good Company. It's a banger and have a great weekend, everyone. We'll speak to you on Monday. Happy Friday.